Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know from listening to me and talking with me that I'm constantly trying to get better. You know, trying to get smarter. Trying to get, you know, less, become less of a jerk. But I'm also trying to, trying to become healthy. You know, my, my. Last third of my life, I don't want to just kind of fizzle out. I want to be as healthy as I can, and probably I'm doing better now than I ever have been. And I, I kind of, want, kind of want to take you with me on that journey. Plus, I talk to a lot of you who have issues, and it, it concerns me because I hear that you're treating them with medicine and drugs, but skip, skipping the, the, you know, the nutrition, etc. So. For a while, anyway, I'm going to focus on really on health issues, and hopefully, we can all get healthier. It's not that difficult. We just all have a lot of bad habits. We had a uh, a nutritionist who was all into plant, plant complete plant diet a while ago. Joel Furman, <laughs> he's very popular, but I thought he was too extreme. I have someone with me tonight who's not as extreme. Trisha, new Trisha Silverman, and she's a RD MBA. If you don't care about that, you, you'll know that she knows what she's talking about. She's got a book, Healthy Dividends, Investments in Nutrition, Movement, and Healthy Habits. They do pay off. They really do. And I, I, uh, I have a friend, for example, up in New Hampshire. He might be listening right now. Been on hikes with him. He loves to cook. But the dude eats so much salt, and he's on blood pressure medication. And I had breakfast at his house once. I couldn't eat it. It's too salty. The fish was salty. That's right, fish for breakfast. Everything salt, salt, salt. And I tried to tell the guy, you're on blood pressure medication, which has side effects, erectile dysfunction, other side effects, plus the insurance companies. They know you're on it, and you get dinged for that. Why do you eat so much salt and stay on the blood pressure medication when you could certainly reduce your medication by cutting down on salt. Just there was no connection. And I sense, in, even with me, there's less of a connection than there should be between simple lifestyle changes and the huge different, difference it can make. So that's why it's one of the reasons why Trisha's here. I guess it's time for you to talk now. Trisha, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting to be here. And yeah. I listened to the show with Dr. Joel Furman, so uh, it's really great to be here and chat with you about what you thought about that show and what your thoughts are on yeah. nutrition and he didn't he was completely vegan he didn't want any fish any oil and you just had to eat nuts 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 and i just thought well you know i won't i thought that was nuts okay there i said it <laughs> overboard for me difficult for most people and tough you know i i feel like it'd be like not much, wasn't much use. Nobody's gonna, uh, you know, go that far, that extreme. But I feel like you have some tips that would be helpful for us all. So, first of all, t- tell us about you. You you're from New York. I'm from New York originally, and I live in Needham now. 
and the people from New York think I sound like a Kennedy. <laughs> you can You no, sound like you're from... I know. I don't know. One of the boroughs. I think... You just said New York. New York. I know, but the people here, they hear New York, but the people in New York hear Boston, so maybe I should say I'm from Connecticut. I don't know. Where in New York? <laughs> from Long Island, New York. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, you're a wellness coach. What is that? So a wellness coach is someone that helps people with their health and what we do what we're trained to do is to listen to people find out where they're at work with them where they're at we set a vision of where they want to be and then we set goals to get to that vision and there are different strategies that we're trained to use to help people with their health and i find that wellness is so individual and I used to, before I was a coach, people would meet with me and I would give them like 15 handouts. And I don't think they read those handouts. And now with coaching, I have a different approach. When I meet with people, I, I listen more so than I talk and I help them to get where they want to be. And when a session ends with them, they get an email from me with about maybe seven to eight suggestions that we came up with together. I used to tell people what to do, and now I like to just have suggestions and say, would this work for you? Would you try this? Rather than telling them what to do. Because I can tell you to go plant-based, but are you going to do that? Let me find out where you're at, and can we move you toward more plants in your, in your diet? So wellness coaching is more than telling people what to do. It's finding out where they're at and then using strategies to move them along to a healthier lifestyle. So people may not even know where they want to get to. They may not know what's possible. They may not, they may not even envision wellness or, or being in shape as something possible for them. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Do you, do you come across that kind of thing? I come across all kinds of things. And I like to find out where people are at, where they want to be, if they want to be helped. If someone doesn't want to be helped, then that can be challenging. Why wouldn't and, they want to be helped? Because they think it's too difficult? Because they don't, they don't really think it's possible? I think they're... Why wouldn't you want to be helped? I think some people just aren't ready for change. And it's unfortunate, but I do find that some of the programs that I do. I do. I work with employee wellness and I go into work sites and some of those work sites have programs that are optional so people can sign up to come and see me. And then other employee wellness programs I do are, are mandatory for people. And I, what I find wonderful about the mandatory um, programs that I do is that people's eyes kind of light up at certain things and they become more open and if they never attended that session, they, they might not have stopped eating sugar, for example, because I show people how much sugar is in candy, for example. Everyone knows there's sugar in candy, but when I show it to you and I spell out how many teaspoons, people find it shocking. So I find that some people just need to sort of wake up to it, but they have to be exposed to a better way or to, you know, how much sugar is in what they, what they eat. And maybe and, folks don't understand that the changes i feel like they think that their life is going to be hell if after they, the changes mm -hmm. like you're going to be eating a celery stick a day and all the stuff they love is going to be gone and it's going to be a, a nasty life they won't have any 
any any comfort. They they. And I'm here to tell you that you can change what you look forward to. They have stuff they look forward to, and they don't understand that there's other things that can replace that just as well. Yeah, and I one thing that I found that's interesting that many people have tried since I've recommended is overnight oatmeal, for example. And I've had people. One wellness site comes to exam um, comes to mind where there were a few guys there that. When I visited again, they said they tried it and they really liked it. Overnight and oatmeal. Overnight oatmeal. What's that? So overnight oatmeal is when you take take like a mason jar, like one that you may, might buy at like Michael's or at your supermarket, and you put in oats, and I recommend like old-fashioned oats, and then you put in whatever type of milk you drink. That could be regular, you know, it could be non-fat milk, it could be soy milk, it could be almond milk, and... You want to be careful what kind of almond milk. I'm, I'm real picky about the ingredients when you do buy processed foods. But you put in some type of milk or some type of liquid and your oats. And then you put in things like chia seeds, if you want, or pecans or pecans. Um, and then some type of fruit. You can put in a little bit of yogurt. You shake it up and you put it in your refrigerator. Just leave it? And you leave it. And the next night, it's ready for you. You can. All, I've also made it just a few hours so before. The point is that there yeah. are things that you will look forward to in your new life. Right. You may not want to do it all at once, but if you keep trying, you'd be surprised at how, you know, what your body will do and how you will feel. It's so true. One of those things I look forward to, one of my snacks, hummus. But you have to find a hummus that you like. Like hummus and veggies, that's a snack that fills me up, and I like to eat it. And... But not just any hummus. So I've looked and I found ones that just have really natural ingredients. Like if you go to Target, for example, they have a brand called, um, it's called Ithaca. And they make small batch hummus. Um, Cedar's brand at Whole Foods. I like that it's very simple ingredient list and it's really tasty. Um, and you can find these other brands and, you know, I, I list them as I come across them, like on right. my, on my web, on my, um, my Facebook and things. But if you find certain foods that you look forward to that are healthy, then that's half the battle. Yeah, you got to keep searching around for replacements for yes. the bad stuff you eat. Definitely. And a, a coach will give you ideas. Yes. Before the break, how can someone get in touch with you? They can find me at www.trishasilverman.com. That's the easiest way to find me. Trisha Silverman. Yes. You don't really need the W's, do you? No. No, actually you don't. TrishaSilverman.com. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm doing all right. You know, I walked up a um, uh, trail in Mount White, um, in, in the White Mountains the other day, and there's nobody my age on that trail. Actually, there's one guy. But for my age, I'm kicking butt, and uh, I want to I continue to work and get better. And I would love to bring you folks along. Let, you need to know I have zero willpower. Zero. And so if I can make some small changes to, to get better, I want to let you know you can do it too. So our guest is Trisha Silverman. <coughs> Silverman. You can locate her at TrishaSilverman.com. We have Mark in Alston with a little question here. Hi, Hi. Hi. Uh, good morning, Bradley. Morning, uh, good morning, Ms. Silverman. Good morning, uh, Mark. Yeah, I do have a question. Mm -hmm. uh, my older brother is a very prominent um, uh, public health uh, researcher doctor. He specializes in substance abuse issues and 
uh, he says that uh, chocolate can be uh, a good antidepressant, but generally only on a short-term basis. So the thing with chocolate products is you don't want to overload on the sugar. Otherwise, that can kind of make you put on weight. So my question is, so how far can you push the uh, chocolate antidepressant thing before, if it isn't working too well, you really have to consult the full-fledged MD for a prescription antidepressant and um, outpatient mental health uh, help and stuff like that. Uh, thanks for the question, Mark. I'm going to ha- have her... Uh, I- I'm going to guess, Trisha, you're going to say it depends on the patient in this case, and you shouldn't be relying on chocolate to be not depressed. Um, that's my guess. What- well, it's a, certainly a good guess. Um, before I would personally recommend chocolate to people, I would recommend, uh, the first thing I would ask, are you moving? Because moving is one of the best antidepressants that are out there. Are you moving? Can we get you to move more? Nutritionally, there's a lot we can do for feeling better. And one of them, one of the things is to reduce sugar in your diet. And sometimes chocolate comes, as you mentioned, with a lot of sugar. Also, chocolate can be a trigger food for some people, causing them to want more, more chocolate and more foods that aren't so great for you. I would wonder if if you're trying to battle depression, are you eating plants? Are you eating salads are great. One of the things with salads and spinach, for example, leafy greens, they have, they're rich in folate. And Folate, a deficiency of folate is associated with depression. So one of the questions I would ask when people are experiencing depression, are you moving? Another question is, are you eating leafy greens? So you'd want to get more leafy greens in your diet. Another compound that may help with depression are omega-3 fats. And that would be, so I would start, you know, there before I would get to something like chocolate. Um, The omega-3 fats, fish is such a wonderful source of omega-3 fats, and it's the most absorbable source of omega-3 fats. And these fats make up the structure of your brain cells, so they're important for brain health. So if you don't like fish, you can get them in walnuts and chia seeds and hemp seeds and um, organic canola oil, um, non-GMO soy foods. These are some things we can flax seeds. Okay, we have we only have a short time, so I guess we should probably deal in big picture stuff. Sure. And one thing I want to address is something that is going to get some pushback. There's a couple of things uh, for, that are working for me. There's this sacred notion that food is love. Meals are love. Food is associated with acceptance and love and I think it's got to stop I think that that's happened commercially that food sellers want you to think that and I think you need to think of food as fuel strictly now that's that's what working for me get rid of you know get rid of that idea that I'm I'm lonesome I'm gonna eat uh I'm single I'm gonna eat I'm sad I'm gonna eat Food is picture it as fuel. You want your you want to feel good. You want to have the right fuel in your machine. That's how I that's how I use it to feel good. Other people push back on that. 
Oh, food is love. I think we, I, I changed that. I think we have to change that. But I don't know where you're at on that. Where are you at on that? So one thing, what you mentioned makes me think of when you put gas in your car. When you put gas in your car and it gets full, it starts to click, right? Yeah. And you have to pull that, you know, you have to pull it out. If you keep putting gas in, it's going to spill out. And I look at your body like that, that if it, if we go beyond full, that spillover is fat that accumulates. That's yeah. not good for us. Plus, if you put sugar in your actual gas tank of your car, your car won't work. That's a reason. That it, and the same thing with your body, sugar. Same thing. We have time for you to talk about how much sugar's in stuff. You just shouldn't eat it at all, ever. And here's another big picture thing I want to push back against. People say, everything in moderation. I couldn't disagree more. Like chocolate in moderation. No way. When, as long as I, it's in, you know, in my um, lexicon of possibilities, I crave it. I, you know, I want a little bit of chocolate. Oh, I want a little bit more. Oh, I want some ice cream. I have to get rid of them and replace them with other things that I look forward to instead of chocolate. And that's where I'm at. You know, I'd love to eat a little bit of bologna. I have a crazy craving for bologna sandwiches all the time. And you could say, well, just have one bologna sandwich a week. No way. Because I'll have that one bologna sandwich, and then I'll, I'll, be in, I'll have a moderate amount of chocolate. And I'll have a moderate amount of a lot of bad stuff. You, gotta, you cannot do that. So, so no moderation. <laughs> what I find is that it's so individual, and I've actually met very interesting people like you that they can't have any chocolate, they can't have any flour, they can't have any sugar, and that works for them. Right. But that's not for everyone. But it, it's for Why certain not? people. Well, I find that for If you could find something to replace that for them. If you can find... Like a nice yogurt instead in of... Instead of... Something bad. Yeah. Well, I find that for... When you look at cultures of longevity, for example, people, for the most part, they eat really healthy. And these are cultures that live really long lives. Yeah. And they are able on occasion, they are able to have certain foods they don't have all the time, like pork, for example. Some of these cultures, just on special occasions, they have pork, but mostly they eat vegetarian. They, have, um, they don't have many sweets in these areas of longevity. Um, but I think... I can, get how, I can get how every once in a while a little meat would be valuable. Right. But every once in a while, a little Coca-Cola is never valuable. Yeah. It's funny, I actually... <laughs> I agree with you on that. Like, I don't think soda is good, whether you're skinny, whether you're fat, whether you're old, whether you're it young. It rots your teeth. It rots your brain. Yeah. It feeds cancers. I, I, with soda, it's just one of those things that I have a huge problem with. Okay. You brought with you a little visual. Yeah. To show how much yeah. sugar is in a soda. So you got a cup from a, a, a not-to-be-named fast we, we food place. So, how big is it? I'm going to show you. It's like a, it's not a large, it's like a medium. This is it's actually. like a medium. Yeah. So for this one, let me just grab a couple of other. All right. Can so we do here. this in a minute? Nope. We'll do this. Um, we'll, oh, in a minute? You yeah. want to do it in a minute? No. Can we, do, will it take longer than a minute? Um, I can do it. Let's do the, Let's can do we do as, these? As, yeah, sure. Okay. Whatever takes a minute. All right. So a minute. We're going to do the um, the sugar in a popular candy. Um, M&M's. You can okay. say M&M's. Oh, you can? Yeah. <laughs> Great. So, Bradley, I'm going to ask you, can you name, Can you tell me how much sugar is in here? 
right here. In a package of M&M's? Yeah, right here. The added grams of sugar. Can you see that? Yeah, uh, 29, 29 grams. Take 29, divide by 4 to get the teaspoon. So round it to 28. Divided by 4 is 28 divided by 4. Seven. seven. So I'm going to show you seven. We'll do that quick. One, two, three, Seven four, teaspoons of sugar five, in one small package. In one of small M&Ms. package. So, and now when you look at this. So there's nothing moderate about that. There's nothing moderate. It's a plate at, full of sugar. So he sees the sugar now. What is the kind of strange about this? Well, there's more sugar than, there, than the size of the package. Yeah. Good it's, point. It's WBZ. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's WBZ, and I certainly don't want to be preachy, but I feel like, you know, I, I speak to you and I... I see a lot of suffering that's unnecessary. For example, there's a listener that you all know who ran into trouble with diabetes. Her blood sugar got out of whack. She, uh, well, had a fall as a result. I don't know if it was, she became unconscious, but bang. And she got injured, had to go to like a rehab. And then she got on on, uh, medication. And she didn't seem the same on the medication. And now, I don't know if you know it, but she's fallen again and in rehab again. You all, many of you know who she is. Very popular caller. And but I had spoken to her at one point, and and, and she talked about having some sort of sweet thing that she looked forward to. And, and I, I'm thinking that is so so counterproductive. It's so sad that that sweet thing is what's put you in this place, and yet they give her the medica- the medicine, but don't work with her to not eat the poisons that are causing that. So I hope you don't think I'm being preachy. I'm seeing this problem that's very sad, and I'm trying to fix it. There are many more of you out there who suffer diabetic neuropathy. The hospitals are filled with people with heart disease, high blood pressure, and and episodes caused by high blood pressure, diabetes, and all the problems that go with that. And, of course, if you have diabetes, increased uh, risk of heart fail, you know, heart attack. And I see these habits propagated by the man. The TV is true, pre, you know, preaching them at you, saying it's okay. That you're getting bombarded with these messages to eat this poison, and I, f- I feel like it's my duty to present an alternative method. And I'm not perfect by any means, but I'm working on it. And the rewards are significant. And, uh, you know, we have David in San Francisco. He, I believe he, he had perhaps a stroke. We have Brian in Maine who's recovering from a heart attack. And it's, 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 it's very sad to me. So we have a guest here, and we'll probably have other guests too, talking about how to, how to get better, how not to die, how not to be laid up. Trisha Silverman is here. And we uh, just went, did a little experiment to see how much sugar was in a small bag of M&M's. And the, the remarkable thing about it, we, she put the sugar in a plate, measured it out, and put the bag there. 
And the pile of sugar was the same size as the pile of M&Ms, uh, the bag of M&Ms, which means they're all sugar. And M&Ms I love, okay? But, but eating them is suicide. Now we go to, uh, we have a big cup. It's probably not a super large. It looks pretty large to me. It's, I don't know, maybe 10 inches high. And it's a cup that you would put a specialty coffee in. Specialty coffees that I see people getting all, we, getting all the time. Super popular. How much sugar is you dispose in, is in those? So our guest, Trisha Silverman, <laughs> during the break, poured the amount of sugar in one of those. And the sugar is fully, uh, almost, well, I would say almost one-third the, the the volume of the cup is sugar. They put liquid sugar in there. They fill it up to a line. You can actually see a line. That's maybe the line they fill it up to. And then they do some other stuff, and they give you this thing that is massively sugary and just poisonous, really. And when you go, all right, so we, we've covered that. Th those specialty coffee drinks, do you, if you can avoid those, do it. That's just two huge things. You know, I'm, not, I'm a person that's not expecting you to give up meat and live on nuts. No way. It's just stop eating the crazy poisonous stuff. What else you got there? I agree. So I have I'm this. I'm doing more talking than yeah. you, by the way. <laughs> That's all right. okay, because I, I think you're getting out a really good message. With those drinks, it's really important to look at what you're drinking. The problem I have with these drinks is that if you taste them, oftentimes you won't say, oh, this is too sweet. It's the, you know, I don't want it. You're going to taste something like this and think, this is the best drink I've right, ever had. Right, because it's got a drug in it called sugar. Exactly. And even in restaurants, when you eat the foods that have too much salt, fat, sugar, you won't, you won't say this tastes too salty or too fatty. You're going to say this is fantastic, but it's playing with your brain. So Just we, like nicotine plays with your brain. Yeah, completely. And so, I think that down the road, you know, we look back, the Flintstones used to advertise Winston's. Do you remember the Flintstones? I do, yeah. So they have a, there are a whole bunch of commercials <laughs> out there you can go online and see of Fred and Barney talking up the, the Winston's and how awesome they are. And we think, <laughs> what? That is crazy. And down the road, we're going to look back at the commercials for sugary drinks yeah. the same way. And, you know, maybe you all don't want to wait for that. You know, like we shouldn't have waited to quit smoking for 40 years. We shouldn't wait to quit this stuff. Again, I'm not asking you to be crazy. Just stop eating the poisonous poison. Now, speaking of poison, there are prepared foods, right? Yes. And you go to like Trader Joe's, a place I love, but Trader Joe's has a lot of very unhealthy food. Anything that comes in a bag, well, I shouldn't say that, but that's been through some machine, you know, don't eat it. One of the things that I find very interesting, not only at that store, but at other health food supermarkets, is the salad dressing. Take a look and look at your salad dressings. Bradley, have you ever seen an ingredient called xanthan gum? I heard of it. It's in almost every salad dressing that you can buy on the market now. And what that is, is they take bacteria, the bacteria that grows on broccoli and cauliflower, and they feed it the the bacteria that turns that rots the broccoli and cauliflower that turns it black. Yeah. They take that bacteria and feed it sugar and it oozes a slime. They dry up the slime with isopropyl alcohol and then it turns it into a powder and then that's your xanthan gum. And 
people don't know it's in so many products now and no one knows what it is just like gel and gum is in almond gel and gum is in almond milk gel and gum same thing it's a bacteria that they feed sugar to oozes a slime they dry up the slime with isopropyl alcohol and then they use it to thicken up almond milk you can make your own almond milk. Oh, that's why you want to be careful about the brand. You want to be careful. You want to, yeah, look at what you're eating. But in there's just lots of ingredients out there that if we're not eating clean, you're going to be getting things that you just don't know what they are. And you think of, like, your great-grandparents. They weren't eating xanthan gum, so should we be eating it? I don't think so. And so, yeah. I mean, one real guideline is only eat stuff that you prepare in your kitchen. Yes. Just do that. And, and you are cutting out so much of the bad stuff. That is true. You um, can, you know, buy meat, whatever, as long as it is not processed. If you make it yourself, you're going to be so healthy and you'll know exactly what's going in. You make your own salad dressing. Quite easy to do. There's all kinds. I'm a terrible, the world's worst cook. And I can make, and I, I have some oil and vinegar. How do I make it? I put some oil on and I put some vinegar on. That's it. And I now crave it. I didn't used to. Now I crave it. The delicious, crunchy salad with the oil and vinegar. I look forward to it. I also like, I didn't used to like broccoli, but I'll, for a snack, instead of getting something out of the machine now, broccoli with oil and vinegar. I probably eat too much oil. I'm working on it. But I crave, now I crave something that's healthy. And that's the way to go rather than trying to have little bits of terrible stuff and calling that moderation. Yeah, I see. This is me. I'm, I'm, I'm. Your thoughts on that, Trisha yeah, Silverman? My thoughts are to get back to a, the most natural diet you can. My grandfather had a saying: "You want to eat what grows from the ground, what falls from the tree, and what swims in the sea." So, getting back to just real natural foods, and then finding alternatives to the sweet stuff. So, when I came in, I had something for you to try. It was like a date snack. It was just two ingredients: dates and coconut. Try to find alternatives. So if you like cookies, I grew up liking cookies, but they don't work for me. So now when I crave a cookie, I'll have that date snack, which is just rolled dates in. You can make it yourself, too. Rolled dates in, in almonds. But I think that the more you can crowd out the junky stuff from your diet, you're not going to crave it anymore. And like what you mentioned, the more healthy food that you eat, you start to crave those kinds of foods. Cravings, you know, actually. Folks, I actually don't crave bad stuff so much anymore. If you don't have it, you f you yeah. forget about it. And that's why moderation kind of enhance it, it keeps the craving going. If you have chocolate once in a while, you're always going to be kind of craving it. But if you never have it, you will not crave it. By the way, do you, if you still smoke, all this is pointless. You need to quit smoking. And I I know it's it's really hard, but I got hypnotized. It can, it can be done. It's the number one thing to do. I mean, it's pointless to eat healthily if you're going to smoke because you're pretty much doomed if you smoke. I totally agree. I um, I actually have taught smoking cessation programs. So I was trained a few years back by the American Lung Association. And what I found so interesting is that trying to lose weight and trying to quit smoking is so similar. It's all about habits and behaviors. One good thing about quitting smoking is it's all or nothing. You can quit completely, right. but with... Food, you have to eat. So there's a slippery slope that can slope you back up to eating, because but not with, if you quit complete cigarettes, you know, you can, 
And folks, I know you can't imagine that you wouldn't have cravings, but I do. I quit cigarettes and I do not have cravings, and I have no willpower. It was, for me, it was the hypnosis that worked. I did it a specific way that I can tell you about later. But this is not about smoking. Okay, we haven't had so many questions. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No I haven't even gotten to... Uh... Did, we ask, did we talk about why the resistance to change? We did a little bit. How do you motivate people? That's one of your biggest things, right? Yeah. Now, you, it's possible that you can't motivate somebody. They either want to do it or they don't, but there's got to be a way to motivate, right? Somebody yeah. must be maybe on the fence. I don't know if you can help me. I don't think so. What can you do for somebody like that? One of the theories that I have is that we can break the ice on things, and I use that a lot. And what I mean by that is just do a little bit of something. So I'll give you an example. There was a woman that came up to me after class and said, I, you know, I know my problem is I need to move more. And I said, okay, well, you know, what can we do? What, you know, you're going home tonight. What kind of equipment do you have in the house? What could you do? She said, well, I have a, I have a treadmill, but, you know, I'm not getting on it tonight. I said, well, because oh, I want her to, you know, maybe try it out. Break the ice for me is, you know, just getting on there for a little bit. But what was getting in her way, and this is so many people, they have exercise equipment at home that's buried, right, under clothes and things. So it's I made, It's got to be easy. It has to be easy. So we made a goal that night of just cleaning up the treadmill. And the next day, it was to get on the treadmill for 10 minutes. And isn't, that, isn't that kind of interesting, though, that we have to baby people like that but it works <laughs> all right I, I guess so okay it's just so sad to me but if you got to do that then you got to do it yeah it can work so the best email one of the best emails i've gotten in the last year is that night she sent me a picture of a cleaned up treadmill good and the next and she put a little sticky note just 10 minutes for the next day and then got on there we have edward in michigan who's diabetic and he's curious about blood glucose well we'll see what you can do you're not a doctor but you go ahead um i'm i'm a diabetic and i find well first of all almost all carbohydrates break down to blood sugar blood glucose and of course the more complex something like oats breaks down slower but it seems to me just about everything breaks down to blood sugar i've had cases where i've eaten meat where I was at zero uh, milligrams uh, per deciliter of blood sugar and wake up with my uh, in, the, in the morning testing my blood sugar, it, it might be up to 200 or more, which is really, it, you know, that, that's really disparaging that even when you eat meat, that eventually everything that you eat in some way turns into blood sugar. By the way, what kind of meat was it? Because I think in processed meats they put sugar in there. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was uh, uh, some pieces of beef. Okay. Well, any thoughts on that? Yeah. So one of the thoughts that I have that can really help with diabetes is moving toward a plant-based 
diet. And there is research on that. So one of the best things you can do is to fill your plate with vegetables. So if you think about what you ate for lunch yesterday, was half of your plate vegetables. What for dinner yesterday was half of your plate vegetables. And if it wasn't the beautiful thing about nutrition, we can change that. So your next meal, you know, for breakfast, you can put spinach in a smoothie. For lunch, you can have salad. For dinner, half your plate can be vegetables. It's one of the best things that people with diabetes can do is to get more more vegetables. And then definitely quit any form of processed added sugar is really important. And another thing that I find that doctors may not stress enough is to move after you eat. It can make your cells more receptive to the action of insulin. So after you eat breakfast, get up, move around, take a walk. After lunch, can you move? The worst thing is to to stay sedentary. So moving after you eat, getting rid of the added sugars and adding more vegetables in and replacing some of that meat with, with beans. I strongly feel that you can really get better. Your blood sugars can get better through diet and and moving and find some kind of movement that works for you that that you like to do that and you might not know what that is yet until you try different things so you know well, ha- mm-hmm. I well I, I used to run and and that was always called the poor man's insulin and that was that was wonderful unfortunately uh, I've lost both of my legs because of the diabetes and I try to run in place and and, and lift a, 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 a barbell a dumbbell really and uh, now we uh, we went to a meeting at our local hospital on plant based, and we did switch over. So really, meat is kind of the adjunct. We do have more uh, more fruits and vegetables. Although I had a friend of mine who was a DO who said that he felt fruits were really bad for diabetics because there there's so much sugar, you know, uh, fructose in them. Well, I think you can build in some fruit for sure into your diet if you're looking to live a long, healthy life. Um, also, one thing, I've had injuries before where I was unable to use um, my feet and my legs. And one of the things you can do when you sit in a chair, there's all you can actually do aerobics, you can like pat you can get your, your legs. heart rate up. You can get your heart rate up. They have a ergonometer, which is a machine that you can use like a bike for your hands. You might want to see if you if you can get one or find a gym that has one of those, so that you can you know still get some type of aerobic type of workout. But you don't even have to go to a gym if you can't you know if that's not possible. You can clap your hands. You can wave your hands. Any You can put on any kind of dance video. Whatever they're doing with their hands and arms, you can do that. And I've taken pictures of all the sweat from sweating from just doing a, a, a waist-up type of workout. So, well, I, I, I kind of do that. I try good. to move my arms. Good. And, and interesting, that, that's what really gets my heart rate up is oh, moving, nice. my, moving my arms and, and my legs uh, as if I'm running in the wheelchair, that 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 does seem to work pretty good. Diabetes is a terrible disease. What it's done, uh, I've lost vision in one eye and then the two legs, and it's boy. If anybody is on a borderline, boy, get get help and change your diet or your lifestyle. Thank you very much for that, Edward. Appreciate it. Well, thank you. Yes, sir. That's a great message, folks. 
I think that uh, what Edward said probably is more impactful than what we said, but maybe we helped. Carol in Michigan is next. Carol, how do you do? Say hi. hello to our excellent guest, Trisha Silverman. I'm, hi, Miss Silverman. Hello, Carolyn. Um, um, my husband was diabetic. He's passed now from uh, leukemia, but he was diabetic for several years. And we found that anything made from white flour or made into white flour, like white rice, white potatoes, uh, was bad in sugar. And that any vegetable growing in the ground and also corn and watermelon are very high in sugar. Um, and if we stayed away from that type of vegetable growing in the ground, that it was quite beneficial for the diabetic diabetes and and also um um the thinking was better when they stayed away from the uh sugary vegetables and do you think in having a beef roast for instance and i can remember my grandmother and i can smell today the flavors that came from her kitchen she always put carrots and onions with the beef roast and maybe a bay leaf. If we stayed away from the carrots and onions, which are high in sugar, they're going in the ground. Do you think that would be beneficial? I don't think it's beneficial to stay away from vegetables. I think carrots got a bad name a few years back when the glycemic index first came out. And that was an index of how high a carbohydrate-rich food can spike your blood sugar. And then what came out after that in the research was glycemic load, looking at what are, how much does the, a meal spike up your, your blood sugar. And I think what your grandmother did having carrots and onions was really great to have that with, with the, the beef roast. I think the beef roast alone, um, too much red meat is problematic for diabetes and for, um, for heart disease. And red meat is associated with early mortality, which means uh, basically you die sooner. So we want to limit the red meat in in your diet. I think that certain, when people have diabetes, they often c can start to tell which foods spike their blood sugar more. I think that's very important to pay attention individually to what what is spiking your blood sugar. And you made great points about, yes, white flour and... Um, Rice. And white rice. So you want to go to the whole grain counterparts. Um, so brown rice. and um, You really you, need any of that stuff at all? I think small amounts of that can be really helpful. I think that um, the whole grains have B vitamins. They have fiber in them. They have vitamin E, which is important for your cognition as you age. I don't think that many of us need as much of it as we're eating. I think people are doing too much. And then they hear of these fad diets, and then they might go to none at all, where I think just some is is okay and, and can be very beneficial. You know what, uh, Carolyn? I mean, Carol, thank you very yeah. much. We're out of time for the hour. Thank you very much. <laughs> Trisha Silverman, if you want to get in touch with Trisha, it's trishasilverman.com, trishasilverman.com, T-R-I-C-I-A, silverman.com. Thank you so much for your time, your extra time, and it's pretty pretty clear that you, you're good at your job, and I think that it would be behoove anyone to, you know, strike up a relationship with you. 
Thank you, Bradley. This has been such a pleasure. I appreciate it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.